You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. Hey everyone, it's Hans from Overnight Drive Podcast here to tell you about Factor. Factor's delicious, ready-to-eat meals make eating better every day easy. Wherever tomorrow takes you, be ready with pre-prepared, chef-crafted, and dietitian approved meals delivered right to your door. You'll have over 35 different options a week to choose from, including keto, calorie smart, vegan and veggie, and more. And there's even more to enjoy, with over 55 nutrition-packed add-ons that help make your weekly meal planning even more delicious. What are you waiting for? Get started today and have a feel-good week of meals ready to go. They've got two-minute meals. Fuel up fast with Factor's restaurant-quality meals that are ready to heat and eat whenever you are. Snacks, smoothies, and so much more. Discover a wide variety of easy options for the entire day, like breakfast, midday bites, and more. Sign up and save. We've done the math. Factor is less expensive than takeout, and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. Factor is the perfect solution if you're looking for fast, upscale options done easily. They're flexible for your schedule. Get as much or as little as you need by choosing 6 to 18 meals per week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries anytime. No prep, no mess. Factor meals are 100% ready to heat and eat, so there's no prepping, cooking, or cleanup needed. Head to factormeals.com slash overnight50, that's overnight50, and use the code OVERNIGHT50 to get 50% off. That's code OVERNIGHT50 at factormeals.com slash overnight50 to get 50% off. Yeah. Oh, All yeah. business. All the, business. The, the time for having fun with this is over. Now it's time for business. <laughs> the time Any I... fun you had with this is now going to be slowly but uh, systematically stripped as though Trump is president of this podcast. No. Come on. I mean, yeah. <laughs> Episode 151. Welcome. Welcome back. Isn't there a Welcome booze? back to this heavily subsidized podcast. Very subsidized. We are uh, live and rolling. I'm and thrilled to report that we put the Patreon up and it went very well. I'm a little sick. <clears throat> Pardon me. Um, it went very well and then legitimately the next episode... My recording interface full on shit. Like, <laughs> so now we're like doing any gain made was immediately subtracted by a fold of ten. Uh, That's fine. When that thing died. Now we're doing great. A, doing really a separate good. Kickstarter for Andrew's gear. Yeah, it's cool. Um, so then let that be a lesson to all of you. Don't do things. The recording interface is already broken, as Andrew yeah. would say. And precisely, it's already just it's broken. Don't worry about it. It's fine. Friday. Um, um, an experimental procedure where I tried to do the show from my phone, which went over exactly how you would expect that to uh, to go. That was a lot of fun. That was really good. I, I remarked that you sounded like a young Bernard Shaw reporting on the Gulf War. Because he was yeah. in, remember that shit? This is from nineteen. I do remember that. Like, I'm starting to feel my age, and I know you are too. Oh so I'm starting God. to make these references. And we both have girlfriends who are considerably younger than us. Mine is Somebody considerably younger than me. Somebody asked me today... 
I don't know. I don't know how the conversation came up. But they were talking about age, and they turned over like, "But don't you sort of, kind of, just barely skirt by as a millennial, right?" I'm like, "Yo, no. are you fucking kidding me? Like Jimmy Carter was president when I was born. <laughs> what fucking planet do you live on?" <laughs> Jimmy, I think totally Gerald, insane. Seventy-seven. I think Gerald Ford was president when I was born. It's very possible. Wow. Yeah, no, uh, yeah, that's uh, yeah. Jimmy Carter was in. Yep. We're you know we're uh, we're big time Gen Xers. We're like young Gen Xers. You know, yeah. young enough. It should be. You know, young enough to be cool, but old enough to remember uh, the '90s and all its glory, which we've talked about you know a lot. Also, young enough to watch the older Gen Xers get lame and be like, ah, Holy ah. Fuck. The victims. Like, fuck you, I still like seaweed. Fuck you. The 90s victims. The people who were, like, uh, like sitting, like, anywhere. Anywhere in America that has a used record store. Or an FYE <laughs> at this point. Or whatever. Or strawberries. Whatever fucking still exists in your town that has some semblance. If you can pick through the fucking candy and, like, the, the clothes and the fucking laundry detergent and everything else that they fucking have. And you find the... Iron the Man branded laundry detergent. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> The fucking Game of Thrones laundry detergent. (laughs) And you finally find some CDs way in the back next to the fucking overpriced uh, fucking skull candy fucking earbuds. And then there's like they're bringing in like uh, a wooden rack of CDs to sell. They're like, hey, I'm just trying to get like maybe 30 bucks for these. You know, maybe just take the whole thing. And it's like in the imminently forgettable 90 CDs, like the No Alternative comp. Oh, no, fucking soul coughing. Yeah, the Mia Zapata benefit comp, Home uh, home Safe, whatever it was called. No Alternative comp. You remember the No Alternative? When's the last time a person said No Alternative on this earth? Yeah, No Alternative comp, man. This shit was great. The Beavis and Butthead soundtrack. All kinds oh, of flavor, shit. man. Uh-huh. And they're like, yeah, just, you know... Because they gambled and lost on on their fucking creativity. They're like, I'm just going to open my arts business. And, you know, like in 2001, they're like, all right, new century. What can I do? Well, I think I'm going to open an art business. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, I know, I mean, I don't want to be, I don't want to sacrifice my creativity for, for the dollar, you know? And now it's like 17 years later. And they're like... <laughs> fucking late 40s and have like trying to scrape by yeah like fucking you know like you the you burn through with fucking goodwill of your friends and fucking your boyfriend's asleep on the couch and it's two in the afternoon and he's like oh yeah you know i still love him and you're (laughs) you know because you're just like you're running on the fumes of like the met like fucking the first night we ever met and it was so crazy and he knew every word to that new fucking soul coughing song and we follow those i remember when we were there we were watching the crow and we heard that fucking uh alice the the still new some temple pilot song on the radio and we're like oh my god it's like i didn't even know that life could get this good and they never told me about this in high school and we have the rest of our lives and now you're in you know the mall of fucking louisiana trying to sell a brick of used cds including the no alternative comp I'm looking right now at the album track listing for the No Alternative Comp, and it is dire. <laughs> it's rough. It's really rough. What's Soul what's... Asylum does a cover of Sexual Healing. No way. No, I shit a, you that's not. That's the fucking worst part, I think, of the 90s. You can get away with anything. 
Because it was yeah, like, are you kidding me? Urge Overkill is on this comp. Like how? Like what more do you need after that? It's fucking wild. No, I I stand by Lady Havana. Was it Lady Lady God. Havana? It was it was Lady Havana. Interesting, um, weird anecdote that for some reason the two weird anecdotes that I know. One, uh, Nash Cato of Urge Overkill was roommates with Steve Albini. Two, for some reason, I know that somebody named Nash Cato was in Urge Overville. Overkill. Interesting yeah. how that happened. Andrew. What is happening? What is going on? Oh, man. I can't even hear you in the smoky bar. What's going on, dude? Oh, hey, man. I tried calling your house phone. You weren't home. It turns out you're here. What's up? I'm so glad you made it to the gig, man. We got so much time left in our lives. We can do whatever we want. I tried to call your house phone. You gotta change that answering machine message. It is totally lame. So anyway, what's up, man? You still you still gonna hang out with Denise tonight or what? What the fuck is I bought a that? new flannel at Sears and everything. I got the... You hear the new old No Alternative comp? Yeah, it's fucking lame. Because whenever anything you think anything was good, you'd have to say... That wasn't even Urge Overkill, though. What was that? What were we just just listening to? uh, It was just the opening track, man. Oh, my God. Oh, dear Lord. That was was Matthew Sweet. Interesting. Matthew Not So Sweet. Matthew Not That Great. Not So Great Matthew. You know, they're... uh, Buffalo Tom. Even worse. (laughs) Buffalo Tom... (laughs) <laughs> Seems like it shouldn't have happened, right? We should have all agreed that maybe that should have just been skipped. You know in, like, Mario Brothers, when you can go down the, the pipe and skip a world? I kind of feel like we should have jumped down the pipe before Buffalo Tom. You are now you are now going to 2000. <laughs> What's up, Andrew, man? Can I bomb a smoke? There you go. Man, this this show is awesome. All right, you know what? I'll actually give this song its credit. It's not that bad. What's up, Come man? around my way of thinking. This song fucking bites balls. What are you talking about? <laughs> I think this is all right. This is this is beyond formulaic. It's great. It's just like a math problem that somebody fucking grew long hair on. This is a Clint Lizzy song. Yeah, exactly. I didn't remember this song sucking this bad. We gotta yeah, I lost my job at mobile. Whatever. <laughs> I'll just fucking find something else. Pick up. I can pick up my yeah, old. The world's my never old, gonna uh, change. I can just pick, keep picking up mobile gigs for the next seventy years. I can just and pick up my old shifts at, at the barn. Yeah, I don't mind tending bar for a little while. Flash forward to 2017, and you're the fossil behind the bar Look with at the you. All of a sudden, you've got hepatitis, and no bar will hire you. No and your bar will hire Industrial you. band keeps trying to get back together. You know it's a bad idea. You do it anyway. Well, ever since Cassie gave me herpes, my social life took a major downturn. <laughs> took a beating. <laughs> my social life's been taking a beating ever since Cassie gave me herpes. One and two. Like these nineties like, jokes just write themselves, man. If that was in yeah. if that was in Wayne's world, holy shit, if the people would be rolling in the aisles like they were during the the first one. Everybody's like, <laughs> I mean, oh, this hey, is easily Wayne's the funniest world movie. Is ever. Classic. It is classic. It's great. I love Mike Myers. Uh, uh, Dave Foley was in that for a minute. I don't think so. Do you ever hear the story of Dave Foley? How he's like hopelessly How he was not in in Wayne's world. I missed that one. Go. For oh, he it. definitely was. 
Dave Foley super was. He was like the third friend. No, he wasn't. Oh, he. I'm sorry. He played. Uh, You're thinking Darth. of like Peter Deloise, or, or <laughs> not Peter Deloise, the other Deloise kid, like Look, the, Peter Deloise the was, somehow oh, less good at life Deloise kid. Peter Deloise was definitely in Wayne's World One and Two, but that's not what I'm talking about. Um, no, uh, Dave Foley from Kids in the Hall, super in Wayne's World One. We're gonna get to the bottom of this. As soon right. as I figure out which of the Deloise boys. All right, so, yeah, no, definitely not Peter Deloise, because I'm looking at him right now, and, like... I'm sorry, it was Dom Deloise. Yeah, it was Dom Deloise. <laughs> it was Dom, Dom Deloise. Siblings. Is it Michael Deloise? Yes, yes. Also, the the antagonist in Encino Man that I... What? Me and Gabri somehow ended up <laughs> watching in its entirety not that long ago, despite any... Better, you know, better thought. Gabby is a patient uh, woman. Yeah. That's for sure. Because I couldn't, yeah, I she, don't, I, I could sit through that, but. She was into it. We, uh, we made plans to watch Airheads next, which I think will happen in about great. nine years. No, Bone to Raise Hell. Bone, that's a great, great. Oh, man. They invade an, uh, a radio station and take over. Oh, man. I would, I would have loved to have been a fly <laughs> on the wall. This is going to be the episode where we just recount, we recount the plot lines in a single sentence okay. of movies we saw growing up. Okay, so oh, let's play a game. You name a movie, and I'll come All up right. with the plot line in one sentence. That'll be a perfect uh, plot this, line. All right. Do they have to be 90s movies? Should that, is, yep. is that part of the... All right, okay. Uh, Empire and Records. Hot Girl, Behind the Counter, you know the rest. Okay. Hit me again. <laughs> Shit. Um, all right. Uh, <laughs> swingers. You think you know what sex is about? That's what I thought. <laughs> I love it. My one word pitch. It's so good. Um, as an aside, if, <laughs> if I, like, I'm fairly certain... I could become single again in about nine minutes of making Gabri watch Swingers again. She is oh, Lord. so unhappy with that movie. It's wild. I mean, it's not a good movie. It's not a good fucking movie. Nor is fucking uh, Terms of Endearment or fucking whatever that's called. The one with... Uh... See, I'm, I don't know. I can't remember All movies. Right. We're going back. Rules of Engagement. Hand that rocks the cradle. The hand that rocks the cradle is the hand that rocks the world. Uh, that's your pitch. Figure it out. All right. They made, they remade, or maybe not, but they, they basically remade Hand That Rocks the Cradle uh, for an urban audience last year. Did they really? Was, was, it like, yeah. was, it, was it Hand That Rocks the Cradle in the hood? In the hood, yeah. Basically, they made Hand That Rocks the Cradle in the hood, yeah. So they're like, it's like a rundown <laughs> Hand That Rocks the Cradle and none of the cars have hubcaps, that kind of thing. Yeah, but, but like... <laughs> not there's a, there's a, <laughs> two learned older black guys on the on a porch talking about how you know things were so much harder back then and then all of a sudden the shit's popping off and you know you've got the young kid who doesn't understand and then he ends up getting in some trouble oh he gets wild he has to save his brother meanwhile the comic relief there's a uh, Jim, uh, jimmy walker comes out of retirement and, and he smokes weed now wow that's what I think. Hand the rocks the cradle. It's a, it's a great one because Rebecca De Mornay is in it, but she is pulling a Rachel Dozial and is uh, is passing as black. It's, what? Uh, it's a really weird movie. Very that strange. I, I don't you to watch dope. it. 
I would watch it. it actually, that got better right there. That got better. I love, I love fucking shit that makes you feel uncomfortable right away. My favorite. I love, I love her very much. Rachel Dolezal. It's one of my favorite things to happen in recent memory. <laughs> Rachel uh, Dolezal. Yeah. I don't even know if I'm saying her last name right, but yeah, I love her. It's no different than the movie Soul Man. Which was a fantastic movie. Can you as, give me uh, um, test. Can you maybe give me the uh, say Soul Man to me, and I'll um, <laughs> give you Soul my, Man. You think being black's hard? Let's find out. <laughs> <laughs> this is like the uh, you know like. He's knowingly looking, like in the post, the movie poster, he'd be like knowingly looking out. Oh, like, yeah, yeah. And he'd be like, the, the caption would be, you think being black's hard? <clears throat> dot, dot, dot. Let's find out. Let's find out. Well. What else, man? <laughs> Hit me. I'm, I can whip these up like, like butter. Speaking of. Um, Rushmore. You like weird shit? Neither do I. <laughs> I don't know what that, I don't know what Rushmore is. See, you're the movie buff, and I'm not, so uh, I'm making this shit up. Rushmore is, um, it's it's very much for softs. It's softs. Uh, Rushmore may have started the genre of film softs. <laughs> okay. You know, like, I know, like, Woody Allen started it, but, like, Rushmore yeah. may have, like, crystallized it. Like Annie Hall. Annie, and Annie Hall started, um, uh, what's the name of that fucking store? Anthropology. Yeah, direct that duration. Right. Yeah, that and like other things as well. But um, insightful. Come on, give me another movie, man. I'm ready. Um, I'm raring to go. See, this is me. I'm trying to cross platform here, and I'm trying to really get our career off the ground by find p- pitching movies, and we're going to be able to do it at elevator pitch, man. Hey, big rec, big producer of movies. We only need we only need twenty seconds. We're just going to go in there, bam. Um, damn. I, like, what's so fucking crazy about this is I keep wanting to crane my head towards my TV because in my mind, the DVD shelf from, like, my early 20s is sitting there, but obviously not (laughs) at all there. But it's just a bizarre instinct I have to go and scroll, like, quickly visually scroll through movies and be like, ah, yes, of course, of course. Um... That's okay. Damn, young guns. <laughs> you think guns are fun? Let's find out. <laughs> That's really my ace in the hole. Because oh, it's inviting, man. it's inviting the populace to be like, oh yeah, guns might be funny. Wow, young guns too. The new batch. <laughs> new batch. Oh, you like you wow. like leather? Let's get together. <laughs> This shit's mad dusty. This shit's mad dusty is a pretty good one. Yeah, this shit's mad dusty. Speaking of mad Jesus dusty and Christ. butter, I've been watching British Baking Show like a motherfucker. And can um, I just tell you that I fucking kicked Martha out of my mind? Oh, really? Wow. I, yeah, I, I, I gotta her. say, I googled her afterwards, and I'm not... Uh, I, I, don't, I don't know what you have going on. I hope you're all right. I'm, I'm more than all right, because I replaced her. With Ruby. With Ruby? Ruby Tando. Okay. She's right. fucking hot. Parents already making good decisions. Name is Ruby. All right. Her, she is some kind of mixed. 
Some kind of perfect. And she is like super hot and sucks at baking. <laughs> and is super, super insecure and calls herself an idiot and all that other shit. And I have a fucking confession to make to everybody. Oh boy. Now that we've been doing now now that we're we have commerce, I feel like I can do exclusives. <laughs> So I'm, cl- okay, never mind. Go ahead. Go ahead. No. <laughs> enjoy. <laughs> knock, just, knock yourself out. This should be good. enjoy. This is going to be good. Um, so I'm going to lean back. I got home. Uh, I came home from work early on Friday. And I was like, you know, what do I do? And I said, fuck, I'll watch British Baking Show because I like to come home and lay down. You know, I'm like, uh, I'm a man of leisure. So I like to come home, take a load off, you know. So I watched British Baking Show and I'm like, who's this? Who's because it's the new the new season season two which was new to me, and I was like, who's this? And it's everybody is very doughy and ordinary, and not very exciting. Except there's one very older gay guy who hates himself and is all right. That sounds and is, fun. <laughs> and is celiac and doesn't like chocolate, so of course he's on a baking show. <laughs> Jesus, but, what's weird is uh, listener Dave V texted me to let me know that he agrees that this this is one of the most relaxing shows ever. This sounds fully unrelaxing. This sounds like a, a stress nightmare. Well, we should watch it together and watch you unwind uh, because there's a lot of things in this show that would drive you insane. <laughs> yeah, probably. Uh, I know you don't like lesbians that much. Um, <laughs> is that a fact? All yeah, right. you told me a couple different times over drinks that uh, you know lesbians are no fun. And I was wow. like, yeah, I agree. And that was like a while ago, but I think you probably still uh, still think about that, you know? <laughs> um, I don't know. now. you didn't. And everybody, Andrew, okay, TW slash CW, Andrew didn't say that. Uh, but I, you know, I'm not even, I'm not even going to correct. I'm just going to, I'm going to let it just be out there. Yeah. It, it, I'll be, it'll be like my feelings on lesbians will be like Marcy's sexuality. Who knows? But yeah. we all kind of know. The, the lesbian is already broken. That's <laughs> The fucking water, true. the squishy, squirty orgasms of the lesbians are already broken. It's anyway, already broken. So, Ruby Tando, I start getting a feeling, and I'm not kidding. I start getting a feeling down there, because she's fucking sad. And I'm like, what is going on? Like, I, it's, for, <laughs> it's forbidden. I'm not even kidding. It's forbidden. Like, she's so demure. And sad that this weird dominant part of me comes out. And I'm like, I'm fucking turned on. Because she's like, oh, I would never fucking do that again. I'm an idiot. Oh, but she's like hot. And she's hot to trot. And she's really, really sad all the whole time. She starts crying. That's what really set me off. Because after she fucked up, she fucked up the first thing and she started crying. And I'm like, oh, you know? It's like when you like when a woman slaps you sexually for the first time, and you're like, "Whoa, that felt way too good." <laughs> and so I'm like, I mean, I don't know if I speak for everybody on that, but um, <laughs> so I I start going to work, man. I'm not kidding, and I'm making my way. But it's like a the thing that sucks about it. I forgot how tedious, like waiting for. Like, if you watch, like, I remember watching VHS porn where I didn't have a remote for the VCR. Oh, so you just put it in, and you're like, oh, well, there's that one scene I like, but I have to, like, wade through this bullshit. So, like, I'd get going with Ruby. They'd have Ruby. I'd be, get going, get going, get going. 
and then they go to somebody else who's like an invariably a kind of really ancient looking British woman who is like <laughs> boner shrinking. Awful. So I'm like, whatever. I kind of forget about Ruby. Then she comes back and she's so fucking sullen because she gets like 90th place. Like, it isn't. And then that crusty old Mary Berry is like, it isn't very good at all. And I'm like, oh, please start crying again. And then. Actually, it's all sad, and I'm like, this is fucking turning me on big time. So I'm getting to the point where, you know, I'm, I'm ready to wrap up, you know? <laughs> I'm, getting ready to, I'm getting ready to call it a day on uh, what I'm doing. And then, fucking, um, during the scene, I'm like, yes, they're going to fucking hate, hate her shit, and they taste her cake, and they're like, that's really good. Paul's like, that's really good. That's great. And she starts smiling, and she's like, all of a sudden, she's like, oh, thank God, finally. And she's all happy. And I'm like, fuck. And I, I don't finish. Wow. That was insightful. I can't finish. I don't, and I was like, should I make Young Bonk sad all the time? I, I, I kind of feel like you maybe do that to begin with. That might be your default <laughs> mode. It's all right. You know, it's Look, okay. I, you know, I don't think that God I God knows Yamba. I do. <laughs> I don't think I make Young Bucks that sad. Uh, do we do live together? We spent a weekend together in nine. Yeah, that's in, that's true. Yeah, we went to uh, 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 Caucasian Utopia Ithaca, which is like Portland with no crusties. And did you cr- see a gorge? That's the only thing I know about Ithaca. <laughs> nope. Interesting. I drank coffee. Uh, Young Bucks and I went dancing, and we danced. And the greatest part of it all, we were dancing and like, you know, I got a shiner, drinking shiner, boom, we're dancing, having a good time. She's out there to see her friends. She did some dancing. I was going to say, what in the fuck brought you to Ithaca? But that makes sense. Nah, yeah, yeah. She had, she, had a, um, she had a festival she had to go to. And uh, so we're going there. She's dancing. She's doing her, her uh, routines and that kind of thing. And then uh, we go dancing afterwards. And like, because Young Box does burlesque dancing. And I thought it, I think it's I thought it was kind of cool, you know. So it was like a festival for that. And uh, the theater was really hot, and uh, they had this guy with no shirt on, who was like a hard body, and I thought he was really good looking. And so I called out, "Where's the hard body?" And everyone got mad at me. What the fuck! I was like, "Where's the hard body?" And uh, that didn't work out so well. But we went dancing. Yeah, you're not supposed to sexualize this shit. You're, you're going to be shunned. <laughs> well, I didn't know. I, I sexualized him big time. Um, and uh, But I learned something about invisible illnesses while I was out at the bar. And I'll tell you, um, I uh, there was a woman that was standing near us. And uh, she turned to us and said, I'm sorry I, I, if you um, if you have an unpleasant, like there's, there's an unpleasant odor, but I have IBS. What? And she turned to us and said that. What? And talked to us about invisible illnesses. Kit. Okay. Um... <laughs> So tell me a little bit about invisible illnesses. Well, invisible illness. This, this seems made up. She was, yeah, she's like, I have, an, I have one of the invisible illnesses, uh, IBS. 
And uh, she's like, I live a perfectly good life. And But the right? whole time she's talking, I actually start smelling like, like you might have shit your parents. Like, oh, fuck. Yeah, like, I think that people with IBS sometimes walk around with, like, a diaper full. And that's wow, what happened. Damn. She was dancing, and she's like, you know, the disco's good, disco music's going. And then she's like, fuck it. You know, I'm going to dance like it's the last night on earth, even if I did shit my pants. And like, hmm. yeah, but it was in the middle of this whole thing that we got a, uh, like a, like an hour and a half long talk. Not really an hour and a half long talk. Like a couple minute talk. In about bar it. time. In bar time about IBS. <laughs> to put the cherry on the, uh, on the cake. That was pretty awesome. Wow. Yeah, it's been Jesus. So it's All been right. it's been quite a week, man. How about how about you, pal? Uh, so uh, anyone who follows the financial news <laughs> knows that uh, <laughs> the fucking chalk mothership is killing the game. Oh my god! And, I thought about uh, you all that's day because today. last week was uh, last week was Andrew's nine eleven. Last week yeah. was the. Uh, the the nonstop fun ride of the end of my quarter. So I worked yeah, just all week, no day off. <clears throat> Finally had a day off on Sunday, and then went in today, and I'm still not right. Like the the end of quarter hangover is a real thing because not only am I not right, but I got in there and every single motherfucker who works for me looks like they've been pulling an all-nighter. But it was like, it, it ended on Friday. Like, everyone should have had plenty of time to reacclimate, but everybody looks like, you know, when in, like, a war movie, like, a missile drops, and one dude's always walking away from the blast site in a daze, like, on fire, and he doesn't care? <laughs> everybody looks like that. Yeah. It's really fucking crazy. Uh, so, yeah, that was just, that was the only thing. My week last week was just doing, like, knocking out, like, 12, 14-hour days and, and feeling like shit, and... Here we are. But you're reaping. I'm the... still. I'm a little sick after it. I, I gotta like. I gotta get through this. But you're reaping the benefits of today. Uh, hell yeah! Those, yeah, those equity are... looks real cool. I usually don't open my equity, especially during times like this. But oh this time my I god, did, I'm, I'm very happy. Yep. Yep. I. Uh, I uh, it's pretty alright. I have uh, some chalk in my portfolio as well. And I feel pretty good about oh, that. Very nice. I do. Yeah. My uh, my uh, slacker portfolio that I made. Chalk is in there, along with what's that. The, uh, what's what's the dollar stock situation? Uh, oh, the penny rather. stock situation. Well, uh, I'll give you my penny stock update. I can actually open up my app right now. I invite. I invested in uh, something called Dry Ships, which um, was supposed to really take off because mm. the Panamax shipping uh, phenomena. I guess it is. Panamax is the mid mid range boat. It's a Panamax Cruisers, and they carry specifically soybeans from Brazil to China. And they're, um, the Panama Canal specifically opened a third lane for just Panamax shipping this year. So if everything goes right, Panamax shippers are going to go through the roof this year during the soybean harvest. And everyone's going to make money. Like crazy. <laughs> last, year, the, last year, the stocks, without the Panamax lane... The stocks went up to like eleven hundred dollars of share. Crazy, right? So somehow, though, this one is uh, down to point zero 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 four cents. Uh, you've lost about thirty bucks on it so far. All right, um, there we go. 
Yeah, uh, yeah, it's down to uh, from a dollar eighty. It's down to a dollar thirty-six. Very good. Uh, so mm-hmm. what I did was I uh, inv- invested in something called Mast Therapeutics at fourteen cents a share, and I put uh, one thousand shares in. Mast Therapeutics is supposed to uh, explode to five dollars tomorrow. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> <laughs> okay. So yeah, I'm. 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 Uh, some people, you know, play video games. I. Uh, Play stuff. Play fucking lotto with my money. Just play in the market. It's great. Yeah. No. I guess just, just, just out here, just working. Just well, it's, away. it's like the best and the worst because I'm not spending any mon- real money, but it's also like it's only pennies. And then I turn around and I've bought like shit. I don't even know what it is. I didn't yeah, even you, research like, you, it. You spent your rent on like yeah, like fucking a plastics company. <laughs> I did kind of. It's okay. Mm-hmm. It's okay. It's okay. It's all right. It's all right. Cool. Um. Did you uh, did you know that Bill Romanowski's birthday was yesterday? I did not. Yeah, Bill Romanowski. Did you know that apparently Gronk is running around wrestling people in, fucking, at WrestleMania? I'm going to just say it because I don't care. I fucking do not like wrestling at all. Yeah, I. Nor should you. You're a grown Holy adult, fuck, but like I, I, I don't know if I like if wrestling were a person and Gronk were a person, I'd like to smash their heads together. It's fucking. I. Okay, before everybody freaks out, wrestling's fine. I just think like I just I don't know, man. Who is gonna freak out? I, I'm fairly certain most of the people that listen to our podcast can read, right? Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. so, so they're like, like it's, it's all right, it's okay. Yeah, I mean, like you know, I like the honky tonk man shit. That was fun. I mean, wrestling was it was fun, but it crosses into like a like there's a Venn diagram with like gamers and wrestling <laughs> fans. And like men's rights activists. <laughs> yeah, this is a, uh, it's a Gaussian distribution yes, on, exactly. uh, on the worst men. <laughs> yes, <this is> a, <laughs> exactly. Fibonacci sequence of fucking sadness, of misery. The, <laughs> speaking of the worst men, have you followed the Julian Assange thing? Not really. Tell me. All right, so Julian Assange, uh, famous for being a Bond villain and living in the Ecuadorian <laughs> embassy. Um, I love checking in with this dude every now and then because it's always something. And, of course, it's it's always some, like, theatrical shit. Like, somebody, like, scales the wall to try and kill him, but they get him, you know, some shit like that. Um, Pamela Anderson is now going to the embassy and straight boning down on this dude. Whoa. And then she comes out, and she's like... He's my favorite person. I love him. I think it's really, I think it's unfair. I think I want to start to dedicate my life to, uh, you know, to supporting men who are falsely accused of of rape. So, Pam Anderson is now quickly running down that same hallway that Tila Tila Tequila fucking mined by being like the fucking Kool-Aid man, just blasting through wall after wall. Of lunacy, and Pam Anderson is now on her way to becoming like a social media men's rights activist, which should be really exciting for us for uh, for the next couple of years. What I'm, I'm looking forward I'm to. I'm looking at this right now. What on earth? <laughs> Pammy's uh, Daily Mail UK. UK always has the best headlines. Pammy's back. Pamela Anderson makes a sixth visit to lover Julian Assange as she brings <laughs> vegan earth? cheeseburgers to the Ecuadorian embassy for the WikiLeaks. Perfect. Wow. Excellent. You know, after being with Tommy Lee, it was very well endowed. Do you think that Julian Assange can bring the same steel? No, but you know what? I will give this dude credit. He is a Bond villain. He is certainly like 
I, I don't even know. I like it, the whole <laughs> argument about Russia. I think is real fucking lame. I'm not like I don't I don't give a fuck about that. But like this dude is for sure like a state sponsored agent. Like no yeah. question. Um, but I will say. For a man who hasn't left the house in four years, he makes it a point to uh, to he doesn't walk around in sweatpants. He gets his shit together, you know. Throws I mean, on a throws on a dry clean shirt and a sh- uh, shirt, and a, you know, a, a suit. So maybe that's it. Maybe that's all it takes is just like just trim your fingernails and you'll be good. Yeah, I mean, look, hey, you know, uh, Julian Assange not only is a convict is a traitor, but he's a rapist, and he gets the fuck. So what's your excuse, Virgin? <laughs> what's your excuse? What's your excuse out there, fucking dude who's worrying about his ex from three years ago? Move on, man. If Julian Ass- ugly-ass Julian Assange can fuck Barb Wire, you can go to the fucking bar, spruce up, maybe take a shower, get some fucking, put on some Jovan Musk, mm-hmm. and get fucking, yep. get out there. Put on some... Drop some fucking, drop some hot email, uh, email leaks, and, uh... Yeah. yeah. Go to work, fucking leak some shit. The women all over. Get into the world. Yeah, send a spreadsheet of the fucking financials to the business <laughs> review. And then go, and you'll fucking come home, and you'll have fucking supermodel Carol Alt waiting for you. Uh. <laughs> Spread. No, no talking. She's like, shush, I just want you. Whoa. I think it'd be really cool if this, for whatever reason, it didn't happen over the past four years, but for some reason, this is the catalyst to start a million people being bad fucking B-side Julian Assange. It's like oh, everyone's wearing Jose Banks suits that aren't tailored and walking around, yeah, like dropping their fucking, their waste management company's financials that <laughs> anyone gives a fuck. It'd be Whoops. Great. Oh, I forgot to lock my computer at the Starbucks and yeah. I left. Oh my oh. God. Who, like, who leaked our, our P&L for our bar? Oh, I did. Uh, Why? Be, who cares? Uh, yeah, but do you see me? who I'm fucking now? And then it's like, you yeah, know, I mean, it's uh, Kylie Cross. You dude. have, yeah, you got the B side Pamela Anderson. Congratulations, that's great. A lot of people have had that. She was a suicide <laughs> girl, dude. It's a pretty big deal. Okay, yeah, yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah, yeah, vanish. That's just, that that's my hope. That's what I that's what I hope is we have. Uh, <laughs> A lot of uh, very, very phoned-in Assange's <laughs> running around just doing Assange I, shit. It's really I, good. I leaked, I leaked the year's target earnings from the Panera I work at. <laughs> and I now I get to fuck Joanna Angel. From Burning Angel, that's what I thought. Vanish. Uh, vanish, out, bitch. Peace. Peace five. Peace five. Vanish, bitch. Okay. I get to put my cock in the hottest woman of all time. And I'm talking from the Big Bang up till now. So you know where to put it, pal. Okay? Both of you. Men, <laughs> men and You know women. where to find me. You know where to find me. In bed with, a hot, with the hottest woman on earth. Joanna Angel. Oh, the girl from Best Fur. <laughs> <laughs> I'm fucking the girl from Best Fern, and you're not. Okay, so no matter what you do, no matter how much money you make in your fucking life, waiting for your fucking parents to die so you can inherit some money, fucking loser, you'll never have the life I have because I leaked my fucking I leaked the the fucking shipping documents from the vape store around the corner from my house. It's like a, every all of the fucking all the UPS fucking tracking numbers, I got them all. Here they are. 
<laughs> I leaked the credit card report from the wine store I work at. <laughs> and now I'm fucking a suicide girl. Oh, oh what was that? What? Oh, oh, I don't hear anything. Oh, crickets? Huh? Oh, what's that? I, smell, I smell pussy. I think it's you. Fucking piece of shit. That's right. Do something. I need you to do it. I need you to punch me. Make me feel real. <laughs> Same weird fight shit. Like somebody would say if you're drunk. Make me feel real. Fucking do it. Um, I'm fucking did, you, uh, did, did you get got with any April Fool's uh, jokes? <laughs> no, but I dished that shit out hardcore. Very good. You saw that shit. I told everyone in town that the fucking local townie bar, Susie's, is closing down. I did see that. That's and right. I ever, forgot. And I got some people tight. They're like, say it isn't so. No. It's so. It was fucking great. And then, but people are always like, you suck. Just let it go. I think people are get really wound up and tight about April Fool's. Yeah, but I mean, that's, that's people who are fucking just tight. They're just like... Yeah, but it's like the They're coolest. fooled constantly, you know? So it's just like, you that's know, the thing. They're, the thing. they're fooled by everyone. These are people who are afraid to... Like, when, when they're crossing the street, like, even if the light changes, they'll still look a lot. Mm-hmm. So, like, of course they'll be completely bewildered by fake... Like, a fake joke. You know? Like, oh. Like, this is, like if I rang the doorbell and hid, they'd be, they would, like, fucking ruin them. <laughs> what is the meaning of this? What is the meaning of this? I can't believe it. Uh, do it again, and I'm calling the police. Like, that kind of shit. <laughs> the guy, like, you, you, it's fucking, you're at a party. You fucking, he catches you drinking his beer and, like, really gets mad. Oh, Dude, isn't, man. Isn't oh, the fucking, Jesus. in the fridge. What are you talking about? Yeah, it was mine. What's your fucking name on it. Yeah, I don't see your name. Is your name Budweiser? I don't think so. All right. Uh, I got I got got with one. You did. Well, I got got with two. One was like a fake product, but it was like it's not a funny thing. It was like oh well, oh fuck, never mind. The porn um, Pornhub thing. And then the other is real good. Uh, Tool. Uh, great band. Great band. I got I got got by that too. Yeah, released a uh, a statement saying that they were taking on Sammy Hagar as their front man, so which good. was, I I guess I got so like from the drive I got so fucking tuned into Hagar shit that I it didn't occur to me that it was on April first and yeah just just for a brief moment I uh, I got God but that would really improve Tool though oh my god as somebody who actually hates Sammy Hagar like I wish he was like run over by a bus I they would still very much improve Tool. Why would you say that about Sammy Hagar? He's awful. What an idiot. What, are you kidding me? Are you kidding? Are you kidding me? (laughs) We never did go to his restaurant at JFK. We we had to buy refundable tickets to get into the the terminal just to go. (laughs) I said we should take the $40 trip to Baltimore. And just yeah, fucking, we could do that too. It'd be great. Uh, just fly to Baltimore. So oh we can, man, oh. I can't believe I'm stuck in my own restaurant in oh, JFK. Man, you tell you what, well, man, I heard those two crazy guys. They took a plane down to Baltimore and back just so they could have one of my Mas Tequila burgers. Now, if that ain't dedication to the Red Rocket, I don't know what is. The Red Rocker. The Red Rock. The Red Rocket. Very good. That's what he calls his cock. <laughs> Hey, you ready, to, oh. you ready for the red rocket, man? You ready to take seven minutes in heaven? He say shit like that, you know? Do you know this dude, like, hosts uh, some kind of, like, a travel show now? Sammy Hagar? Yeah, Sammy Hagar hosts a show. Wow. 
Yeah, you gotta find this shit. I don't know what it's called. You'll have to, you'll have to use the Oracle and figure oh, out what I'm it is. Up, but... I'm looking something up. Oh, this Whoa. is a show. This little song I like to call Pound. I already King. hate it. Yeah, right, getting better. I'm playing the whole fucking thing. As much as I don't like this song, Gabri really hates it, which makes me like it more. Yeah, it's. Oh, she really that? hates it. What does she hate? Like, does she hate like apple pie too? I guess I don't know. She's, just, she's not into that fucking uh, long lost recipe. <laughs> <laughs> In a moment, like when you're trying to get it happen. I'm not. I'm not going to ask you to go too too detailed into your personal life. I'd be. I would absolutely be single. I, I already know what you're about to ask me, and the answer is I would be packing my bags in 20 minutes. Why do you have to leave? Because I got to leave. It's you know. It's what you got to do. Oh come on, man. You know, man, you got to do the heavy lifting in life. Sometimes you got to leave. It's probably bad. I mean, I guess listeners. I'm too sometimes much Sometimes you got to do the heavy lifting in life, yeah. and you got to leave. I'm too much of a negotiator. I'd be like, well, you know. So I see. Yeah, I, I, I negotiate, but I like if I'm going to negotiate, I want to get like stupid about it. So that, that's not second work. So, OK. So but if you were like, um, I, I'm really in the mood and I'd like some pound cake. Nope. If you said it like that matter of factly shut down for weeks. Wow. Really? No sex for weeks. Yeah, that'd be it. Weeks, yeah. It's 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 the song version of Swingers. Oh, jeez. Well, or Lancelot Link, as we discovered, or Lancelot Link, full on shutdown. <laughs> you know, man. I uh, oh man, I can't believe you'd be with a woman who wouldn't like a little pound cake once in a while. Uh, did you ever hear? I I know you haven't, but I'm just asking. Have you ever heard the interview of him discussing how he wrote "Come on, baby, finish what you started"? No, because <laughs> I watched a lot of San- of Van Hagar documentaries. Very good. And I watched the making. God, there's multiples. There are. And I watched the making of OUA One Two available on YouTube. And he's like, "Well, I, that was back in the day when I when I lived next to uh, Eddie, and Eddie came by playing his guitar, and he's like, "Hey, Sammy, I got an idea for a new song, and I happen to be making love to my wife, and I ran right downstairs in the middle of it." Like he stopped, so he stopped fucking to write a write pound write fucking come on baby finish what you started one of the greatest songs ever, and um, he wrote about that moment, how like how like you know mindful, you know how present. (laughs) Yeah, he was really just dedicated to his craft. It's like Sammy's wife is upstairs masturbating, trying to keep it wet. Like, oh, when is he gonna come back? Like what is it? why is fucking Eddie here? I hear Eddie kicking around, opening my fridge, getting shit out of it. Like what the fuck is this dude Thank doing? Thank God he here? bought me a banana yellow Ferrari two weeks ago, or I'd be out. Oh. And then after a fucking triumphant, did we move in next to this jerk? <laughs> and Eddie's all fucking drunk, and they write it. And he's like, "All right, man." He and the cheers, like, hey, "Here's another multi-million dollar hit, man." I'm gonna go back upstairs and finish what I started. I, ah. I'm assuming that, that Sammy's walking around two-year-old style. Those are t-shirt and no bottom. Yeah, Donald Duck in it. <laughs> He's like, hey, man, I'm, oh, I guess I didn't finish what I started, which was getting dressed to come downstairs. <laughs> Oops. Because he, He's the type of dude who definitely fucks with a t-shirt on. 
He's so, like, well, I mean, I would have put my pants on, but you drove through my front door with a, <laughs> on a dirt bike, so I guess I had to come down. <laughs> dirt bike. Let's write this song dirt really quick. And an you know, acoustic let's do it. guitar. Hey man, I Holy just couldn't shit. wait. You can't wait. You ever take that guitar off? I see you just walking around the yard, just wearing that guitar. You ever take that thing off? Oh, it never gets old. All right. Meanwhile, Valerie Bertinelli is in a den, <laughs> den of iniquity. She's like, ah, oh, Eddie. All Eddie does is drink and write music. All oh, we ever do is shit. Eddie. All we ever do is fight or make love. <laughs> <laughs> That's my Valerie Bertinelli impression. You like that? Eddie, all we ever oh, do is, wow. all we ever do is fight or make love. Yeah, so isn't it cool? <laughs> or I sometimes I think of Sammy and I wish we could do a swap. Whoa, that's crazy. Why don't we write a song about it called Dreams? Oh. That's what Dreams is about. Fucking Valley oh. Bertinelli. He's like, Man, I'm fucking talking about it's actually talking about climbing the stairs to Valerie Bertinelli's bedroom. He's like, I'm getting higher and higher. Every step is higher. Straight up. <laughs> and straight up will fly is about his bone. Because he's getting ready. He's like Valerie Bertinelli. Wow. She was on one on one day at a time. She's obviously fucking super hot. I can't believe this is happening to me. Meanwhile, Sammy Hagar's wife doesn't know about the arrangement. And she smells the beer breath. <laughs> Eddie just rolls through. <laughs> she smells Eddie's fucking beer breath coming up the stairs. Sammy, is that you? Nope. It's Eddie. Eddie, fucking oh, hey. Electric guitar on his fucking shoulder just playing. <laughs> Not plugged in. Bram, bram, bram. These little tinny hey, notes fucking me. floating up the stairs. Bram, 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 bram. Hey, you know I wrote Half a Teacher? Oh, yeah. I'm fully yeah, cool. aware. Anyway, Sammy thought we could do like a swap thing. Uh... He's over there with Valerie right now, so you know what we got to do. And she's like, oh. uh, she's Jesus. like uh, calling the Van Halen residence house phone, like <laughs> frantically. Sammy, <laughs> I know you're over there. Oh man, she found me out. Uh, let's see, second time this episode you've referenced a house phone. Yeah, I'm really getting into. <laughs> I just like to. I just like to do a lot of establishing shots with my stories. <laughs> <laughs> what oh, a weird, man. what a wild swap! And Michael Anthony's yeah. been Michael Anthony's been in the closet masturbating the entire time. That's understood. He's it's like, part of his whole. It's part of his gig. Yeah, he's like, how do you think I got such strong forearms for bass playing? It's not from fucking doing push-ups, dude. Oh man, um, <laughs> <laughs> going to town watching Sammy Hagar have sex. I feel, I feel as though this has reached its limits. Okay. Never mind. Do you, would you like to do a few mall reviews? Yes, or would you I, like to take a few questions? Yes, what do you I got? Would. What do you got the hopper? Let's pull you away from this. Okay, sorry. All right. I got a little carried away here. I'm going to just jump right into the mall reviews for at least a couple of these from Crossgate Mall. Hugh Tenerazzi says, What's a very good experience spelled exp i'm sorry that. e-x-s-p-i-r-a-n-c-e really like comma no space that mall a lot a l-o-t no space a lot i like to a lot, a lot. i like to a lot that mall as much as possible <laughs> kaylee holligan says it's a place where people can enjoy yourself there i love it um Jackie Rick says, I absolutely love this mall. It have everything I need. <laughs> Followed immediately by Jennifer Wood <laughs> saying, <laughs> Home is a shelter from storms. All sorts of storms. 
First comment by you, Cinnabon has finally opened three ends, five exclamation points. <laughs> yep. I love it. It was like yesterday. Um, uh, Stephanie Torres says the place is very beautiful and I like it so much. Keep it up. Are you high? And my favorite, the aptly named Matt Lagoon. Oh, no. G-O-O-N. Too many blacks. <laughs> Too expensive at the stores. No. And again, way too many blacks. Jesus, Matt Lagoon. I, like, what? Let's Aptly check Matt me. Lagoon out. What's his deal here? Uh, it, shockingly, Matt Lagoon has a WWE fucking uh. slash FYE photo with a, a man who... I, so not, I don't know what he looks like. Big... He looks like a... Maybe it's Greg the Hammer Valentine. Dude's wearing a Batman hat, and that uh, that makes a lot of sense. Uh, and some sort of, uh, oh, what do we got here? Oh, man. Oh, I hate this guy a lot. A... I hate oh, this guy Christ. a lot. <laughs> I'm not even on it, so this is all new to me. Oh, this is fucking, this is straight awful. This is like... Let's hear it. Yeah, this dude has multiple wrestling memes up oh, on his uh up on his oh followed by a sometimes you need more cowbell oh uh, I mean, that's, that's good sometimes there you go wrestling fans here's your fucking here is your target demographic we talked about gaussian distributions before here's yep. your fucking target right here that's great yep that's awesome <laughs> he, he plays marshall though yeah at lagoon sick of hearing about the weather matt lagoon watching t- crouching tiger hidden dragon Matt Lagoon, watching House of a Thousand Corpses. Oh Matt Lagoon, I'm so bored. Let me know if anything is going on today. <laughs> Fuck, are you kidding me? I think I should let Matt Lagoon know what's going on. Don't feel... I, Matt Lagoon says, I'm done with the Facebook. If anyone has something important to tell me, they can call me on May 26, 2013. I think you missed the fucking the oh, delete your account button, buddy. That's, you know, that's the that's just a little bit of... Uh, it's the modern day equivalent of cutting yourself, so there's no problem. Oh, well, the, 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 he's got a no ma'am uh, meme up here. This is this is great. Let's... This it, Precisely. Matt Lagoon, well off to play Call of Duty. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> Every time I watch a kung fu movie, I have the urge to spin kick the dog. Really good, really uh, like, good status. Yeah, th- precisely the dude. Are you in my mind's eye when we start talking about wrestling? Well, yeah, here he is. This is it. Well, um, I think the greatest one. And stop me if I'm wrong. Uh, honestly, I don't know how I'm going to get through this without crying. Um, here's uh, May nineteenth, two thousand thirteen. Here's my attempt at a kitty song cover. The song is "We Are the Lamb." I know it's not perfect. You don't say. More of a rough draft. I don't do vocals, and I don't have the drums, so it's just guitars. Uh, so it's an attempt. I mean, it's an attempt. It's an attempt. One like. I'm like. I'm curious as to. <laughs> I put this. Why does this dude assume that he holds a superiority to an entire race of people? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, where are you getting this data from? It's, it seems wild to me. Nah, I, I think it seems it's, uh, heavily unresearched. I, you know, there's um, <clears throat> this, I think, uh, a little bit like, uh, like, you know, children... Um, 
children sometimes get really high fevers, and it's, there's actually a sin- syndrome called uh, brain burning, where it literally burns their brain, like it scalds your brain. I think that might have happened to him. This might have just happened. Yeah, like this. They're, they're yeah, coming out with it's like a new was f- fucking around with inhalants and never came back. Yeah, there's fully. like a, a bunch of serial killers that ha- all have that in common. And it's like, oh, oh, interesting. Yeah, it's like if you had like 110 fever when you were like a baby, like suddenly, you're like your when your brain isn't even developed, like you have literally boiled your brain. Uh, and they're like, oh yeah, it leads to a lot of behavioral issues. <laughs> it's like that's nah, pretty fascinating yeah. shit. Everybody. All right, well, good to know. But, uh, you know, uh, Crossgate's Mall, uh, you know, I'm thinking we should branch out a little bit. All right, I'm into uh, that. Uh, would you like to go to the uh, Mapanya Mall, the soul of Soweto? Uh, that's, uh, yes, that's, please. That's, that's Africa, folks. Everybody likes malls, um, except for this guy named Lazarus, who has reviewed the Mapanya Mall and is very mad. <laughs> the only mall I have been to where it was a struggle to exit. Why do I have to be subjected to a long, winding line because the security wants me to switch off my vehicle? Just because Soweto is crime-ridden, does that mean customers have to be punished as well? Many men Uh, have died in this mall. In this day and age, everyone wants convenience, and your mall offers none. Sometimes the guards can't even use common sense. Sometimes they are chatting to motorists and hitting on girls and asking for money while we're waiting in the long lines. To put the icing on the cake, management decides to reduce crime or vehicle thefts thefts by adopting polices that frustrate shoppers. If those policies are working without inconveniences, then I will salute you. This mall is nothing but a drag. (laughs) I would say that a a mall where many men have died is is a big drag. I'm saying you maybe just don't go to the mall. What the fuck? Uh, Gugu, her name is Gugu. I was at Mapanya Mall with my daughter, and I wanted to change her nappy. Uh, but I could not, because all of the toilets were locked, and a note was left. <laughs> uh, unfortunately, the, uh, the, there was nowhere, no cleaners or security guards were anywhere near the toilets. Now my baby has a burnt bum. I need to know why the toilets were locked, and why are we required to look for the security office. This is fascinating. Yeah. Because you kind of assume when you read these mall reviews that you're like, man, this is first world problems. But apparently, that's just life this now. This is first world. I, this is the glimpse into what like actual like people complain about. Oh, Cinnabon smells bad or whatever. But in the future, this is what, what real problems are going to be like. Michelle says, I spent the whole day in a queue at the embassy line and a queue at the embassy, and we still to didn't... fuck Julian Assange. <laughs> to fuck Julian Assange. Uh, with a vegan cheeseburger, I spent the whole day in a, in a line at the at the embassy and still did not get our passports. Very poor system and a day wasted. You got a mall to get your passport? What yeah. The fuck. No, this is damn. <laughs> there's an, apparently there's an embassy. Um. <laughs> there's also there's also Nigerian spammers. Hello, everyone. I work in stock market college, and then a bunch of phone numbers. Really good. Uh, Nandipa says, Mapanya uh, Mall has the most disgusting toilets. You can smell the toilets even before you walk inside. The toilets never have toilet paper, and flushing is always a problem. For a big mall, 
Surely something can be done to fix this problem. And then somebody named Nlakinipo Mitumbu, especially the one near the cinema, they must do something. And uh, (laughs) somebody named Doobie says, Toilet smell, not New York City at all. Oh, nice. Uh, Not NYC at all. (laughs) Toilet smell, not NYC at all at the mall. Something must be done. And then uh, finally, Leonard said, had a snack at McDonald's. The tables are awful. This is like a haiku. <laughs> this reads like a haiku. <laughs> Leonard looks awesome, by the way. Had a snack at McDonald's. The tables are awful. They look like they from Debonair's. My burger was rocking, however. I so I don't a little know glimpse. if your opinion counts on anything. I, you know, just a glimpse into the first world, uh, first world mall. Yeah, my burger was rocking. It was horse. You ate horse. That's why it was rocking. That's, That's why it was rocking. Get it? You rocking horse. horse. <laughs> Holy shit. We've uh, got, got a couple questions. You want to read a couple questions? Just real. Oh, my Let's God. I, I feel the... my voice giving away, so have... you uh, you take the lead. Okay. I'm gonna Next week, I'm going to tell you all the fun shit that happened last week. Um, oh, my God. Fuck. No, I, I, just, I just remember two other awesome things that happened. I saw Brian Ferry, my idol play oh that's right we gotta talk about that shit. yeah get into this but he was so awesome i love him i love him love brian ferry he's my idol all you british listeners you know what i'm talking about he's the man and i love him i was so he's fucking he played so well and he's so cool and he's so great and he's, he's really well dressed but in the opening band who i didn't particularly like but leland sklar was playing bass so fucking weird. I can't. It's so crazy. Out of nowhere. I was like, that's Leland Sklar. Now, Leland Sklar played on every song you hear on the radio. Stevie yep. Nicks Stand Back. Running on Empty. Fucking, oh. Like, even, like, he probably played bass on that fucking Urge Overkill song that we heard he before. Did. Yeah, he played on all, every James Taylor song that's on the radio. Every, I mean, he played on every Phil Collins song, no joke. And I was so flustered when I met him. Because like, I met him and I shook his hand. I shook the hand that played all those fucking songs, and I can't believe it. I love meeting fucking stars, man. It was so cool just to meet that man. And I watched. I was like, all I could stand to fucking mutter out real quick was that I really liked the live version of Something Happened on the Way to Heaven from Phil Collins' Absolutely Live. (laughs) I was like... Phil Collins, oh, absolutely live. It was like the best live album ever. I, I love something that happened on the way to heaven. And he's like, cool, thanks, man. <laughs> Which Jesus I listen Christ. back and it's like the they're the most bass, like boring song. It's just two notes pretty much. And then a, a two notes in a run. And he must have been like, great. I fucking played with Marvin Gaye. And you're telling me, you're talking to me about Phil Collins. Something yeah, this happened is, on the way to heaven. This is what I heaven. get. Thank you. <laughs> okay. Um, but that was awesome. Uh, so yeah, that was cool. And thank you to Young Box for buying me tickets to Brian Ferry. It was a double whammy of awesomeness. That is fucking cool. Yeah, it was really cool. Great girlfriend. Um, okay, so you want to read some questions? Yeah, let's go for it. <clears throat> yeah, here's a here's somebody who uh, is either trolling or is uninformed. But let's go. <clears throat> you ready to do some rounds? You ready to go in the octagon? No, I, already, I already know which one you're reading. Yeah, I'm ready. For Love this. the show and y'all. Love the show and y'all. Thank you. 
Hitting up old episodes and the one where y'all shit on Bowie and shed tears about Glenn Fry is actually unlistenable. Well, not really, because you, you listen to it, first of all. That's true. Yeah, let's let's get, no, let's call it what it yeah, is. So it's actually, it's not actually, you should have said literally unlistenable. Just, uh, uh, um, Eagles were one of the worst bands on the planet alongside Animal Collective. Now, is, is, so you don't believe no, what you just said right now? No, uh, I don't have a hard on. For Bowie, but the dude did actually actually innovative shit. It has to be a troll, especially in the White yeah. Duke period. Glenn okay. Fry wasn't good at guitar, lie, and wrote a song called Party Town, which is way worse than the Dancing in the Street video. I, the only thing, I, and that's obviously not not right. Uh, yeah, fucking listen. This this is just like uh, just like a lot of not true. Yeah, if you fucking, I'll play you Heroes, and then I'll play you Smuggler's Blues, and then I'll see where you're at. Okay? Smuggler's Blues fucking rules. Who was on fucking Miami Vice? It wasn't David Bowie. I'm actually curious as to what people think David Bowie did that was innovative. I, I'm, like, I'm legitimately curious. Honestly, David Bowie uh, took what everybody else was doing and tried to do it better. He's like... Oh, uh, everybody likes Lou Reed. I'm going to do fucking Gene Genie. Yep. Oh, everybody likes T-Rex. I'm going to do fucking whatever fucking su- ten- Suffragette City. You know? Oh, everybody likes fucking Talking Heads now. I'm going to do The Lodger. I'm going to do the fucking... I'm going to do TV, TVC, blah, blah, blah. Oh, and then finally, in the 80s, he did Let's Dance, which was like a triumph. And finally, oh, the culmination of everything he was trying to do is be a popular pop star. Instead of some sort of innovator, innovator is something that people put on you. It's not like I'm gonna let's call it what it is. Let's dance is by far easily by far by double digit percentages his best work. Still, only two songs are good. Yeah, well, like still only two songs are good on that. Let's dance and China Girl. I uh, no, I like Modern Love better than China. I actually hate China Girl. Well, okay. Well, China Girl is you know. Yeah, it was like a Niggy Pop song, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's true. So, yeah, that's it. Yeah. That's it. It's fucking straight garbage. My God, fucking Tony Thompson from Chic on drums? You kidding? <laughs> I'll, I'll gladly take Chic over uh, over David Bowie. Oh, my God. David Bowie. What a total loser, dude. First of all. Yeah, all right. Thanks, thanks for writing in. Yeah, yeah thanks, very thanks for trying. Clearly, you don't get it. All right, the Mark Marin podcast is over there, pal. Gentlemen, I'm in my last semester as an undergrad, and I'm really crushing on a professor of mine. Hmm. I've had her for one class in the past, and we regularly shoot the shit in her office and have good rapport overall. Is pursuing anything sexual or romantic with her worth it? How would you advise going about it? I'm not trying to weird her out or make her risk her position. This, my friend, is the stuff that dreams are made of. <laughs> I need you to build that sex tension till the last day of classes. And then you'd be like, hey, Mrs. You know, Mrs. Stone. Doubtfire. Yeah, Mrs. <laughs> hey, Mrs. Doubtfire. Well, let's be real. Okay. Probably I'm, won't see you next semester. Probably won't I'm, see you next I'm going to work for Greenpeace. Yeah. Uh, I'm actually joining the Army. I'm going to, uh, I'm going to Iraq. And I've got about five weeks left stateside. They're sending me to Syria just as like a preemptive thing. It's cool. Yeah. They're sending me to Syria. Um, got about five weeks left stateside. And uh, let's be real. I'm not coming to office hours to study. 
I'm going to office hours to check out your legs. And I think you're checking me out too. So why don't we dispense with the bullshit and go for it and see what she says. Be like, what's the worst that can possibly happen? Just uh, did, did professors risk, risk their positions on that shit? No, I don't know how that works. No, not if you have tenure. I think the lines are really blurry. Just be like, look. Isn't it really hard to get tenure now, though? Yeah, it is. Yeah, so she has tenure. She's probably an adjunct. I bet if you offered her like 500 bucks, she'd be a total game. <laughs> you know? You're like, I'll pay your rent. She'd be like, fuck, all right. What do you want to do? Jesus. Drinks? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> what do you want? <laughs> She's like, drink? I'm like, yeah, why don't we just skip drinks? You know what the deal is. You know what the score is. You know, I'm not, still not giving you $500 for drinks. I didn't take it out for air. <laughs> no. <laughs> I think you should, no, honestly, I think you should go for it. Why not? What's the worst yeah, that she can not? say? No, she's going to give you an F. What, she's going to fail you? It's fine. No, Relax. wait till you get your grade and be like, look, as a parting shot, just be like, thanks for everything. I'd like to continue this shit on, in, a, in a sexual way. Because, you know, like if you think I'm good at my schoolwork, you should see me eat a pussy. Just saying. I'm just saying me. you should yeah. probably just see. Yeah, see me. Like, I'll, I'll show... I'll, I have references. <laughs> Do you shave or no? No? no. Um, <laughs> crushing. All right. Uh, have Hans' dad oh, read wow. advertising on your show? Great idea. Nope. Nope. Not happening. No. Nope. Nope. Unfortunately, we're not... He can just come on here and just fucking... He can read a book. And I'll be happy with that. <laughs> Speaking of advertising, uh, go to our Patreon and uh, donate one. I guess, yeah, we're, we're getting there. So uh, let's, let's may as well start pushing this thing. Yep, one dollar. That's all it takes. Dollar and a dream, folks. You can give more if you like, but we ask you to give one dollar. That's our only pitch, and you'll never have to hear any Nature Box bullshit ever. Yeah, that's. Uh, I, I really appreciate people who went and, like, I think it... Maybe it reads like a bit of like a pitch where it's like, just a dollar, just a dollar a day. You know, one of those Mm -hmm. fucking things. Because a lot of people went in and did like three bucks, four bucks, five bucks, which is really cool. And I really do appreciate that. But like, yeah, this isn't, uh, it's not uh, some kind of reverse psychology thing. It's it's just simple sitting around just doing the books. So, yeah, yeah, if you guys enjoy the show, you want to like donate to making it a little bit better and then yeah just grab a buck it's, uh that's 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 all that's uh that's required it's very cool just a buck and watch um, watch us do 100 podcasts in a row in a week no fuck making all that now money. you're fucked <laughs> suddenly we did 100 um, things thanks thanks for to all be clear money. too yeah like i it, it's set up by a per episode thing you'll we'll never do more than five a month and if we do one of them is not or you know, however many more yeah right uh, aren't going to be counted on there. So there's, uh, it's not like a risk thing. We're going to start but, doing that. Uh, we did just blow straight through the fucking first goal, which was really cool. We are now on the second one. Yep. And uh, working towards making the archive, which is neat. I was pricing some stuff out a few days ago. It's pricing out the thing for you, trying to figure out the best way for yes. you to create the thing. I want to create the thing um, so bad. Got a couple ideas. We'll uh, We'll see. The the struggle with the thing is going to be that a lot of the content and stuff we don't own, so we can't really host it. So, well, you know, my, the the thing maybe, pardon me, maybe more of a uh, maybe more of a long form blog or something like that. We'll we'll make it work. We'll figure it out. 
Yeah, but uh, yeah, thanks to everyone who's donated. Anyone else who'd like to, it's uh, patreon.com uh, forward slash overnight drive. And yeah, that's the only pitch you'll hear about this on this episode. That's it. Very tasteful, um, very quick. Yeah, quiet, out of the way. You want to call it a night on this? Let's do it. <clears throat> All right, it's been real. Um, this is what, episode 151? 151. Cool. Very cool. Um, I lied. Visit the Patreon. Overnight Drive. Um, I guess as long as we're doing the Patreon thing, we should ask people to leave reviews on iTunes. So yeah. if you want to leave a review on iTunes, it's cool. If you want to do that. Help us out a lot. Neat. You can do that. So, and people always say that. Like, that'll really help us out. Do what? <laughs> what is the end goal? I don't... Like, what do you mean? I don't fucking know. I did write a review on iTunes. It helps us zero percent. It's cool. Yeah. No, it makes us. Um, it makes us feel and look better than any of our podcast competition. And I don't really think cool. we have any competition. No, that's true. Just fucking outlasting all comers. Yeah. What do you got to plug this week? Uh, nothing. That's great. Me too. I've zilch to, po- not, to like talk about this week. Not shit. <laughs> I'm tired. I feel. Not great. I'm looking for it. I'm going to go crawl into bed and uh, and watch like bad TV shows. Maybe and, eat some pound uh, cake. Until, maybe eat some pound cake <laughs> until sleep takes me. God damn, that one. Wow. Wow. All right. Well, <laughs> fuck it. We'll be, back. <laughs> we'll be back with 152 next week. Um, be cool. Cue the music. Well, hey, podcast listener. My name is Vince, and I'm the host of a show called The RR Show. It stands for Reddit Readings. We're going to sit down twice a week, and I'm going to bring you the most entertaining stories from all of the best subreddits that exist online. Things like malicious compliance, petty revenge, hey, lady, I don't work here. Oh, there's so much more. Lots of great stories and things you won't believe. Like the one time uh, this dude was caught in a bathroom with his friend and he was slapping them because that was the only way that he could actually legitimately help them. A mall cop comes in with a taser. Oh, yeah, the rest is history. It's going to be fun. There is, uh, well, I don't know, I got like 20 seconds left, so I don't got much more time to tell you another story. But just join me on The RR Show. It's from Evergreen Podcast, produced in partnership with Wessler Media. So The RR Show. Wherever you get podcasts, subscribe today. And uh, it's like an adult story time. Let's hang out together. The RR Show. Subscribe today wherever you get your podcasts.